G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, there have been growing concerns around lack of detail for a referendum on the Prime Minister's initiative for an Indigenous voice. As the debate continues, concerns are being raised about the voice, including the idea that a new representative body undermines our existing system of representation. Milton Kane is president of one of the newest Christian-based political bodies on the landscape, C4C, Christians for Community. It's backing a series of candidates who will appear on the upcoming New South Wales election ballot papers as independents. Milton, uh, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, yeah. Good to be back. Uh, Before we talk about The Voice, just a little clarification around uh, C4C. Where are things at uh, with the formation of uh, the independents who will be standing for the New South Wales uh, Upper House election? We've got uh, two people already. I I will be the lead candidate and there's another one, Rob um, Skillen. He's going to be um, the number two. We... We'll see whether we get any more on the on the paper, but there's not much advantage more than two, because if there is, you're paying a lot. Um, well, you've got to pay five hundred dollars nomination fee, and um, I guess that having the two puts you into a spot by yourself, so that you're able to uh, be a team on on the ballot paper. And C4C, in that process of uh, becoming a party, but uh, in the meantime. I guess your advertising, your promotional material comes under the branding of C4C, but your candidates are standing as independents. That's correct. That's correct. The, the, all the details of C4C will be on the, on the material that will be going out, plus on the website as well. And on the Electoral Commission site, you'll also have the access to the website where you can uh, check on further details. Now, Milton, surrounding The Voice, uh, controversy everywhere because there's not a lot of detail, but uh, you're saying that most media commentary on The Voice is missing a key function of our parliaments. Uh, Give us some insight into your thoughts. Yeah, well, you see, basically the House of Representatives, (laughs) purely and simply, that's what it is. The members of the House of Representatives are to represent all the views of the people in their electorate. They don't represent their political party. That's the way they may vote, yes, for sure, but what they're supposed to do is to discover the views of the people of the of their electorate and bring it to the parliament. Now, if, if they only take their party's view, then there's a lot of people missing out because uh, when a person is elected, many of the people are elected on between 20, about 23 to around about, uh, about 45% of the vote. So there's a greater group of people that didn't actually give a first preference to them that they would not be representing. 
and that would be very, very bad. And in fact, they're not doing the job because they're being paid by each and every taxpayer. So they should represent the view of every person. I know that maybe seemed to be difficult for some, but I have been a delegate from time to time to different organisations, and I have represented contrary views to what I would think because they were expressed. And I have done that, and I, have, I think I have done that well. That's what each Member of Parliament should do. If they're not prepared to do that, then maybe they shouldn't be there. So the focus is on those elected representatives to Parliament because you could say, uh, are the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people feeling as though they are not being represented? Uh, Some might say there's more Aboriginal Torres Strait Islander representation in our Parliament than there's ever been. So uh, this thought that if members are not representing the Aboriginal parts of their community, they're just not doing their job. That's what you're saying. That's correct, that's correct. And, uh, you know, I mean, the, the thing is that, that it's, it's not that difficult to represent a, a minor view within, your, within you know, your electorate. It's not, not a difficult thing to do. You find out that. And you may have a policy in one particular direction, but you may find there's a group of people who are being badly affected by that. Then hopefully, through discussion, you will modify your policies so that those people are not going to be disaffected. That's really what it's all about, um, you know. And and we're not, you know, we're, we we've got politicians who are actually just becoming yes people to their party platform, and that's not appropriate. Yes, people to their party platform uh, that points to a failure of our party system, doesn't it? If the representatives that we vote for can't represent any of our views, then somehow or other it's the parties that are at fault here, not the fact that there's a need for a voice. Well, that's true. I mean, most of the time you will have a tied vote. That is, the people are tied to vote in a certain way and uh, on on these major parties particularly, and that is inappropriate. Every person should be standing there um, and they should be standing there to represent those people. There's going to be times when their representation must be different from the party platform from time to time, and that needs to be raised by those people. What you seem to be saying is that there are failures already in our representative democracy, and having a separate body uh, advising the government, like The Voice, would... Uh, further undermine our representative democracy. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely, it will, because it will distort things further. I think that people don't really understand what democracy is. We, we have a, what's, what we do have, instead of everybody going to the, to the parliament to express their view and to then so have that happen, you send a few representatives there. And in the New South Wales, we send we send 99 representatives to the to the parliament because we've got 99 electorates. So that's what you do. You send them to the parliament, and but they should not miss out on representing everyone. They should discover the views. They shouldn't be just sitting there and just consider um, their particular party's view. The part the, the constitutions in our country do not recognise political parties. 
they recognise representative democracy, where a representative is to represent the people of that electorate. That's what that's what our constitution acknowledges. So you have your representatives in the parliament, and the present system certainly looks a little like it works with lobbyists. Uh, is there a thought or two you might have here about whether Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders uh, do or don't have effective lobbyists? Have they been overtaken by perhaps radical activists? Where where are your thoughts here? Well, I think that I think that um, the Aboriginal community ought to have uh, because there are their needs are varied. It is wrong to simply say that all the Aboriginal people or the Indigenous people, whichever we want to refer to them, that all of their needs are the same because they're not. You go into different areas and you'll find different, different uh, situations. Um, and they do need to have people speaking on behalf of the various views of the, of the Aboriginal people. And that... that Probably is best if they would have lobby groups, which they which they could effectively do that. Just the same as in the industry, they have different lobby groups, and they have lobby groups in in almost all other things. That would be appropriate for them to lobby their local members, and for obviously that lobby the ministers as well to try and convince them to consider their positions. Do you think it could be the case that The Voice, uh, if it doesn't have any particular powers, if it's just a uh, just an advisory group, then it's just another lobby organisation? Is that what you're saying too? Well, yes, it would be. A, it would become sort of like a lobby organisation, except it would become distorted because those people would have been given greater credence than possibly all of the concerns of the Aboriginal community. The, um, it depends upon how that would be structured as to whether or not they're going to sort of miss out on some of the people who have the really big issues. I mean, we have serious issues. Look at what's happening out, out at Alice Springs at the present time. We have serious issues. And, I mean, uh, we can go anywhere around this, this country and we will find, unfortunately... The indigenous people are more represented in, in our, in our um, prison system. They're more represented in, in the poverty area. They're more represented in the unemployed. We've got some serious problems that we need to address, but I don't believe it can be addressed in the manner which they're doing. We do actually have a whole department about Aboriginal affairs. Why isn't that minister doing his job? It's as simple as that. If, if he's not, if he does, if he did his job, there would be no need for discussion for a voice. Alice Springs, a case in point, isn't it? Because clearly uh, the government has not been listening to uh, representatives, That's either elected or anyone who's been lobbying on behalf of the Aboriginal people. They've been not listening to them. So you're wanting to remind elected representatives that their sworn duty is to their electorate and not to their political party alone. That's correct. That's And all the voters out there need to know that if their local member is not representing their view, is not prepared to listen to their view, is not prepared to re- represent all the varying views of their electorate, then they need to change who they put in place. 
And Milton, come back to C4C, Christians for Community, uh, one of the newest Christian-based political bodies on the landscape. And you've got uh, two candidates uh, on a ticket uh, for the upper house. Uh, how do people connect with Christians for Community? Well, they can. Uh, the easiest way uh, is to go onto our website, and the, and we, whilst the full name of the website is the triple W's Christians for Community dot you can also go onto it just simply by C and the letter and the the uh, the letter four C dot care, and that will get you there as well. Uh, C4C.care, did you say? That's right. C4C.care, or you'll find the website too at christiansforcommunity.com.au. Milton Kane, thanks so much for giving us an update today, and uh, no doubt you'd like a few more friends uh, to be a part of the initiative of C4C Christians for Community and uh, being part of a stand for the New South Wales state election coming up at the end of March. Uh, Milton, thanks so much for sharing these thoughts with us today on 2020. Thank you very much. God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 